Welcome to Birth Naturally. I'm Kaylee. And I'm Kate. And we are sisters having a conversation about everything from med-free birth to natural parenting. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode. I am a day late, but I'm just happy I got it out this week. Um, I know I keep promising that Kaylee will be joining us um, for her episode soon. I've been saying that every week. But we just keep having to reschedule because of kids being sick or a baby keeping her up at night or, you know, what have you. There's many things that, um, you know, get in the way when you're a mom, um, get in the way of your plans. So we will do that soon, I can assure you. But when, I'm not sure. Um, she is actually going to start um, joining us for a regular interview soon, which I'm super excited about because yeah I feel like I've been doing it alone for a while and I mean understandably because she has a new baby but yeah that'll be really fun to have someone joining in but today I am chatting with Katie um Katie's first birth was at a birth center it was a super long labor so it was tough and then after a move she realized there weren't as many options for where to give birth um, in Virginia, where she where she moved to. Um, so she kind of decided that she would do the birth center route again, but things didn't go as planned. So yeah, it's it's uh, her second birth. There was a lot of things going on that didn't make it ideal, but nevertheless, she had. A wonderful birth so even with all those obstacles which you'll have to hear you know listen to to hear what they were but yeah it ended up being just a beautiful birth so yeah let's chat with Katie and don't forget to follow us on Instagram at birth naturally and if you could just leave us a five-star rating and a review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify wherever you listen we would really appreciate it. Okay, thanks, guys. Welcome, Katie. Thanks so much for coming on the podcast this morning. Awesome. I'm so happy to be chatting with you. I love this podcast. Really, really excited. Oh, awesome. Why don't you start by telling me a little about you and your family? Sure. So my name's Katie. Um, my husband, Matt, and I, we've been married since 2017. And we have a son, Colby, who is two and some change. I feel like everybody's always like, my child is 28 months or 29 months. And after 24 months, I feel like <laughs> that, that always goes down the tubes. It's just harder to keep track. Oh, yeah. um, and then my daughter, Aubrey, is three and a half months old. Oh, so when did you guys decide to start your family and how was your journey journey to getting pregnant? Great question. So right after we got married, I was definitely like ready to have kids. Obviously, um, we waited three years to have our first child. And I think my husband wasn't as ready as I was. And that ended up being a really big blessing. Um, we were living in Denver and all of our families on the East Coast. And that was just such a sweet and special time, just the two of us, you know, mm -hmm. a, away from family, getting to make memories on our own. We bought our first home. We skied a ton. We hiked a ton. We made amazing friends. Um, 
And getting the chance to do that and have that time, just us two, was so perfect. And I think it made, um, sorry, I'm congested. We all have colds here all the time. Oh, I, I know. He said me in daycare. Yeah. <laughs> um, but we really like became such a strong couple. And I think I've learned with parenting a toddler um, with my older son, you know, any, um, any like not problems, but anything that you have going on between the two of you, you think it's showing up in your marriage, wait till you have a baby. Um, mm-hmm. And then it's really going to show up. So mm-hmm. I'm just so grateful that we had that time to become strong partners um, prior to having a child. But um we went to Paris for New Year's 2020 before the world shut down. And that was an amazing trip. And the whole time we were there, I just kept thinking like, I am so ready to have a baby. Like I'm so ready to have a baby. Um, and we came home from that trip, which was beautiful and amazing. And, and, um, literally one night I went and got margaritas with a girlfriend and I came home and I was like, let's do this thing. And (laughs) that was all it took. (laughs) So um, we got pregnant with our son Colby right away. Um, And I remember, you know, finding out I was pregnant was interesting because I think I had implantation bleeding, which I thought was my period. Um, And then, you know, about a week after that, I was still feeling strange. I just wasn't feeling like myself. And I took a pregnancy test and right away, it just lit up like positive. Like there was no second line, but that first like pregnancy line was off the charts positive. And even though I was so happy and so excited and obviously, um, you know, a baby was something I would wanted for so long and I knew my husband was going to be the best dad, I still called my mom right away and was like, I can't do this. I can't be a mom. What am I going to do? Um, just so much, uh, fear around like wanting to do it right. Um, Mm -hmm. wanting to be like the best mom to this baby and, and just nerves around, am I really adult enough to be a mother? Mm -hmm. Yeah. (laughs) Um, but it, uh, obviously we were thrilled and just so excited and, that was such a sweet time. Like when you're pregnant with your first baby and even if you're working or, you know, you have a busy schedule when you don't have any other children and you're able to, um, you know, like nap when you want or, you know, go to the grocery store and it's easy and get, you know, what you're craving and come home and cook. Um, that is such like a uniquely special time because it's still just you and your partner and you're, you know, you know, you're going to have a baby, but you don't have any other children. And so Mm -hmm. you're really able to just like, um, enjoy being pregnant. And that's for sure what I did. That is so nice. And I think it's something that a lot, you often take for granted in your first pregnancy, because you don't realize like how different it's going to be with subsequent pregnancies, but it is, it is such a nice and exciting time, like truly the most exciting time. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Yeah. So how did you feel during your pregnancy? I felt great. Um, I was really, really active the whole time. I am somebody who loves group fitness. Um, so all throughout my pregnancy, I was um, teaching pure bar classes, which is like a, a ballet Pilates based fitness class. Uh, 
And then I would also work out at Orange Theory, which is like a hit group fitness class. And I would run, I would walk all the time and I felt amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I will say though, I had misconceptions about birth that my level of fitness would make birth easier. Right. And that's just not true. Um, you know, obviously there's working out is so good for you and so good for baby. And there's so many amazing benefits, but, you know, being able to run for an hour and a half without stopping or being able to, um, you know, lift heavy weights, that's going to make you strong. And certainly that can prepare you for labor, but it doesn't mean that your birth is going to be easier. And Mm -hmm. I definitely think I had misconceptions about that. Yeah, that is so true. And I think a lot of people probably feel the same way, but um, you know, your birth is, the baby's going to come out when the baby's going to come out. And yes. it's not necessarily like you can push harder because you're stronger. Like Totally, totally. Yeah, that is, that is a very smart point. So did you always know that you wanted to have a natural birth or was it something that you decided with your first So I'd been listening to podcasts and birth stories and um, all sorts of different, you know, birth-related resources prior to getting pregnant because I was just so ready. Um, And when I thought about my baby and, you know, their first moments in the world, to me, like wanting that, wanting those moments to be, um, you know, as soothing and peaceful and um, beautiful as possible for the baby and for us as the family, to me, the natural offshoot of that is wanting a natural low intervention birth. Um, Mm -hmm. I really think if you think about your baby's first moments in the world and you really wrap your mind around what that experience can be like for them, your next natural step is to seek out a lower intervention birth. And so I knew that's what I wanted. Um, I did have like a first appointment at a traditional OB and right from the get-go, I was asking her, you know, um, are you guys open to um, unmedicated births? Are you open to uh, like, do you have birth pools here? Do you have a tub? You know, can I be up and around when I'm laboring? Just thinking about, you know, all the podcasts I'd heard, all the different birth stories I heard, knowing how helpful that, you know, all of those different things can be for when you're pursuing an unmedicated birth. And right out the get-go, she goes, oh, well, you're going to change your mind. Don't worry (laughs) about that right now. You're going to change your mind. Oh my gosh. Yeah. And that was such a turn off. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously the appointment itself was amazing because I got to see my son's heartbeat and I was over the moon. But then when I came home and I was telling my husband about what she had said, it was such a like, you know, really took the wind out of my sails. Mm-hmm. Um, so that really set us down the course of looking um, for a birth center. At that point in time, um, I wasn't you know, home birth felt like a stretch, but a birth center felt like this perfect, happy medium to where uh, they would have resources. It felt like, you know, an option that was safe, Um, but, you know, it wasn't, it wasn't a full-on like, 
balls to the wall home birth if that right. makes sense. Yeah, I think that's a good, I think, uh, you know, for someone who might be slightly nervous, which is totally normal with your yeah. first, um, I think a birth center really is a good option to start with. Just yeah. so you know, like that, you know, you can deliver vaginally and because, <laughs> you know, like it wouldn't be a first time that a first time mom would have to have a C-section. So, you know, yeah. I think it's just a good, a good place to start. No, I was just going to say we took the tour and it was mm -hmm. so freaking beautiful. It yeah. was like a spa. It was wow. fancy. All the suites were gorgeous. The staff was so attentive. Um, it felt like the fanciest medical spa you could imagine. Um, oh my gosh, that sounds amazing. <laughs> it was, it's just so beautiful. If you're in the Denver area, it's called Colorado Birth and Wellness and it is gorgeous. Um, and you know, to make it even better, we found out that they accepted my insurance. So what would have been, you know, a $12,000 to $14,000 experience out of pocket became covered. Wow. That's amazing. Yes. Yes. So, so cool. It was a no brainer. Yeah, no -brainer. definitely. So yeah. I know we'll, you know, focus mainly on your second birth, but what are some highlights or you know, some things that made you change your mind for the second time around? Yeah. Yeah. Great question. I, um, with my first birth, I went into labor on a Monday. That's when my contractions started. My son wasn't born until a Friday. Oh my um, gosh. It was so long and wow. I was so, um, you know, just exhausted by it all. Um, and I think the most defeating part for me was, you know, showing up to the birth center on Thursday after my contraction starting on Monday, thinking I'm going to be like, you know, a six or a seven and getting there and finding out that I was only a two. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I was That's just, horrible. Oh, it was, I mean, I remember crying and just thinking to myself, how am I going to do this? I mean, is it going to be another four days? Um, it was, you know, spoiler alert, it was just 24 more hours, but still, I mean, those 24 hours were long and the birth center, yeah. everything happens for a reason because they had chiropractic. I, I got adjusted while I was in labor. Um, I got acupuncture while I was in labor. Um, you know, all of those more natural sort of like induction tools to mm -hmm. help really, um, to help me progress. And, it was so helpful. I ended up having a beautiful birth, but I, I pushed for, gosh, I think close to five hours. Um, oh my gosh. It was tough. Um, my son was, you know, his heartbeat was strong the whole time. He did great. I was just, you know, at the edge of myself um, mm -hmm. through that birth. And I had this thought the whole time of like, of just the timing with going somewhere else, the, getting the timing right of going to a birth center and feeling like I'd messed up because I'd gotten there too early. Mm -hmm. yeah. So, <laughs> um, you know, my son's birth was amazing and I have great memories from it. it. Just, there's no feeling like when your baby comes out and you get to hold them and they're on your chest the, for the first time, that is the most gratifying feeling in the world. Um, 
it was wonderful. And after that birth, I, you know, I said, I can't wait to do this again. I, I really did because it was just so cool. But I, I knew that mentally I was going to have to do something else because the timing, mm -hmm. um, of, you know, trying to arrive to the birth center at the right time. I just didn't know as a first, as a first time mom, like what I should be feeling and right. what it was going to feel like when baby was about to come. Right. Right. That makes sense. So did, I'm just curious, since you were pushing so long, did they ever make you feel like you might have to go to a hospital Yes. Something was going to have to be done. Yeah. Okay, they never said anything, mm -hmm. but I could hear them kind of chatting. I mean, during that birth, during birth, for me, especially, I feel like I'm in and out of, you know, almost like consciousness. Like yeah. I, I could hear things, but it's almost like I'm not processing what people are saying. Oh, for sure. <laughs> and I could hear them saying, you know, she's not showing signs of exhaustion. Baby's doing great. Like we could let her continue to go. Mm -hmm. Um, but I remember someone, my son was born at 6 a.m. And I remember them saying something to where like, if we got to 9 a.m. and baby still wasn't here, for my benefit and his, we should consider hospital transfer. Right. Yeah. I mean, that makes sense. Yeah. So was the baby just not in an ideal position? So this, this came up in my second birth as well. My babies have a really hard time navigating my pelvis. Mm -hmm. Um and obviously everyone's uh, anatomy is unique and every woman's body is unique. And for me, you know, whatever shape my pelvis is in, um, my babies have a really hard time getting through my pelvis. It came mm. up in my second birth too. Okay. So what actually had to happen in my first birth and in my second birth was to get me in this position called vultures. Um, I I think it's called where you're on your back and your legs are dangling off the end of the table. Oh, um, okay. Yeah, it is wild. Um, <laughs> it's definitely not pleasant, but basically like your leg on your back and your butt and your legs are like dangling off the edge of the table. Mm. And there's something about the gravity of that position that allows a baby who's having trouble navigating the pelvis to really like drop and enter the pelvis. Wow. Um, I've never heard son, that. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. With my son, I was like nine centimeters dilated, but he was still at um like minus two station. Oh my gosh. So yeah, I just had to had to get in that fucky position mm -hmm. for him to drop down. Wow. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so yeah, let's go into your second pregnancy. How were you feeling, you know, just as good and and when did you also decide that it was time to, you know, try for a second, especially after that, that very long birth? <laughs> <laughs> so um, with my daughter, you know, right around the time that my son turned one, I started feeling really, really, really like I wanted another baby. The one-year-old like really like a, you know, 10 to 14 months is like the sweetest, most scrumptious stage yep. for a baby. They <laughs> so are <just> true. <laughs> delicious and mm -hmm. so fun. Um, and you can really see like their little personalities blossoming. And I was just, my son was like an addiction for me and he still is, but he is just the dreamiest little guy. He's so smart. He's so silly. 
And I would just turn to my husband and be like, can you believe we get to do this again? Like, I want to do this again right now. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And at that time though, my son was still nursing. And so I didn't have my period yet. Um, And I actually didn't get my period until my son was um, 15 months old. So um, after that first cycle in January of, um, of 2022, I, um, I kind of was able to, to more accurately figure out when I was ovulating or if I was even ovulating. And so we tried to conceive my daughter and it worked out. Um, oh, wow. <laughs> I know again, got, got pregnant on that, um, first try, which w- was such a blessing. I am very acutely aware from friends and family that that is, you know, very much not everyone's story. And, um, I'm very grateful that it's ours. Mm-hmm. Definitely. That's amazing. Yeah. And how yeah. did your pregnancy go? It was interesting. Um, <laughs> my husband was traveling a lot more for work. Um, he was going to Stockholm, Sweden <laughs> oh, wow. for weeks at a time. And oh, I was very sick. I was, um, you know, probably vomiting every day, at least three to four times. And with a toddler um, (laughs) and my husband gone and with, with working, I was so drained and especially with still breastfeeding my toddler too. I felt like my body was getting nothing. (laughs) There was, there was just nothing for me. I had no energy. Um, The only food that I could keep down were uh, crunchy tacos from Taco Bell. (laughs) Um. (laughs) that's so funny I I had that's so funny because I mean I think of myself as a mostly a healthy eater and I don't eat Taco Bell but when I was pregnant I would ask my husband please get me a burrito from Taco Bell and he's like you don't want Chipotle I'm like no it has to be Taco Bell okay I'm so glad to hear you say that there is just something about Taco Bell I know delicious I haven't even eaten it since it was literally only when I was pregnant I'm like it has to be Taco Bell okay neither have I I have not had it since my first trimester of the oh my gosh that's so funny but my daughter is straight up built from crunchy Taco Bell tacos and she's perfect so I guess um it all works out yeah it definitely does. <laughs> yeah. Um, it was hard though. I, I was not nearly as active as I was, um, with my son during the pregnancy. And I just, I, ooh, it really kicked my butt. Um, things definitely shifted and got better in terms of the nausea around 20 weeks. Um, but for that first half of the pregnancy, I was just sick. Um, my, my little, my little boy at that time would be like, oh, mommy's vomiting. Mommy's vomiting. (laughs) It's like just the norm. Seriously. And then he would, um, he would go up to the toilet and make like a throw up sound into it to pretend that he was doing it too. Oh my gosh. (laughs) I know how that goes. Cause that sounds exactly like my second pregnancy, like truly up. It was 20 weeks that it stopped, but it was so hard. I it's and when you have a toddler, oh my gosh, it is it's like really impossible. <laughs> yes, I, um, I mean, you know, I would get my toddler in bed at night, and I would seriously just crash because I was so exhausted. I'm sure. Oh my gosh, 
that's rough <laughs> yeah yeah but all in all you know once the once the nausea went away the second half of my pregnancy I really enjoyed mm-hmm. um I love that that like end of second trimester time when you're you know obviously pregnant when you can feel baby move when um you know, it starts to get really real that there's a whole other little person that's going to join your family. Yeah. So exciting. Yep. When did you decide that the birth center, you know, you, you weren't going to go with the birth center or were you still even in Denver? At this so <laughs> we moved to the East coast after my son was born. Okay. Um, it was COVID we needed childcare and my, my, parents were ready and willing to help, um, which was wonderful. So we're in Virginia now, um, and we're in Norfolk, Virginia, which is, um, you know, a predominantly military area. We're not military, but that's a huge draw for the area. And um, the options for natural birth are just way less here than Denver. Denver is like natural birth Mecca. Wow. (laughs) they have like every kind of option under the sun, multiple birth centers in the hospital, out of hospital, whatever you want, home birth, you can make it happen in Denver. Um, here, not as much. And so I started getting care at, um, at a practice that delivered in the hospital that was half OBs and half midwives. I was having good experiences um, with my care there, but I still just felt this pull up my heart and that that was not where I was going to deliver. And so I sought out a nurse practitioner midwife who did home births. Um, and she was just, she's amazing. She truly, you know, her statistics last year uh, for home birth, she had one non-emergent postpartum transfer of the 55 home births that she did. Wow, that's awesome. in terms of moms and babies. So mm-hmm. she's just, um, you know, right from the get go, I could tell that she was so skilled. Um, but also, you know, I felt almost like I was being interviewed in a way too, um, because she is very particular about the clients that she takes. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, her perspective is that home birth is for a, um, you know, a a very healthy, non-complicated, you know, mom and baby. Um, Mm -hmm. And I think that's why her outcomes are so good because she doesn't take on really any sort of like risky, quote unquote, um, candidates for home birth. And Mm -hmm. so, you know, every, every appointment that I had with her, I kind of, I would joke with my husband, I was like, all right, well, well, here's another opportunity where I could potentially fail out here. Uh, <laughs> but, um, you know, all of my, I didn't have gestational diabetes. Every ultrasound was normal. Um, and I, you know, my blood pressure was always very low. So there were no concerns with her about my being a good candidate for home birth. Um, during my care with her though, she told me that she was opening a birth center. And I was like, oh, this is perfect. You know, even though, um, you know, I had concerns about the timing of getting to the birth center the first time, um, you know, second labors go quicker. And 
I'm just going to deliver at the birth center. Like, this is perfect. We're familiar with that. My husband's comfortable with that. I'm comfortable with that. We're going to use the birth center. Um, <laughs> it did not end up turning out that way, which I can get into the labor if you want. But um, that was actually our plan that we were going to be her first clients to use her brand new birth center. Oh, wow. So this was your plan up until your birth. Yes. Okay. <laughs> yep. All right. Well, yeah, let's hear about when you went into labor. Oh, it was a long end of pregnancy. Um, you know, I went to 41 and five, um, which was so long. My son, um, I gave birth to him at 39 and four. And, you know, because my daughter was so low and I was already dilated and, you know, effaced and all of that good stuff for like the last four weeks I was pregnant. I just felt like I was walking around and she was going to fall out, but, um, mm. she took her sweet time. Uh, and I, I ended up going into labor, um, at 41 and five. So, um, she was born on a, um, Friday at, at midnight. So it just, just turned Friday, I guess. And on, um, you know, Thursday morning, very early at 2 AM, I woke up and, um, my water had broken and I could tell because like my shorts were soaked and my underwear were soaked. Um, I can tell that my water had broken and, um, that whole last week I was pregnant, I had had multiple, like, you know, times where I thought that labor was happening. <laughs> One time in particular, I had had um, contractions that felt really strong, um, that it lasted for about two hours and that were about three to five minutes apart. Um, and then that night, I watched on the baby monitor. I watched my son start projectile vomiting in his crib. Oh and my then gosh. We let our dog out and she got bit by a possum and she was oh all bloody. My gosh. Are and my, of course my contraction stopped like right away. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, nope, not ready yet. <laughs> my body was like, okay, this is not happening. Um, but oh my gosh. it just, you know, it just every day I would have a period of contractions that would last, you know, anywhere from 30 minutes to two hours that were three to five minutes apart and intense. Um, but I was definitely stressed that week because my husband was really sick. We're not sure what he had, if it was, you know, flu, COVID, we don't know what he had, but he was out of commission, under the weather, like not good. Um, and I, I think my body and me mentally knowing how attentive he was during my first labor and knowing what an amazing support he is to me, I was like dreading and had to mentally get over the fact that he was, you know, he may not be as available as I want him to be for this birth. If mm -hmm. he doesn't feel good, if he's really this sick and I had to get past that. And seriously, like as soon as I mentally adjusted and was like, okay, God, you know, this is not going to go how I thought it was going to go. And that has to be okay with me. Um, that night was the night when I woke up and my water had broken. Oh my gosh, that's crazy. Yeah. So <laughs> my water broke and, um, you know, it was 2 a.m. on a Thursday. 
I wasn't really having contractions, which was unusual because I'd had been having contractions that whole time. Um, and I got up that morning and, you know, texted my midwife what had happened. And she was like, okay, you know, keep me posted on how things are going. Let me know when you want to head to the birth center. Awesome. Um, so I, you know, took the dogs on a walk. Uh, I walked and got a coffee. Um, I got, I, I got a chiropractic adjustment. Um, my dad's a chiropractor and that was clutch during pregnancy. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure. So amazing. Um, and, you know, I came home around 11 a.m. from all of those adventures and, you know, the contractions were there, but they were like eight to 12 minutes apart and they weren't, you know, I knew from my first birth, I knew what game time felt like, and this did not feel like that. So um, my midwife suggested that I do a mile circuit, um, which is like, I'm sure you're familiar with it, but it's mm -hmm. like three movements together. Um, it's uh, like some stretching, some lunging, and then like a sideline stretch almost. Mm -hmm. um, and I did that. And I fell asleep in that like sideline stretch with the pillow between my legs with one knee up. Um, and I napped for probably two hours and I woke up at 4 PM and I woke up and it was intense. It was um, really intense. I, I wow. felt like I was in transition. I was having to breathe through things. And at that point um, I called my midwife and she let me know that there was another mom who was going into labor around two weeks early who was heading to the birth center. Oh and gosh. the birth center is only one room. And so oh I no. her to share the space with her, go to the <laughs> hospital, or for them to send a team to me and for me to deliver at home. Oh, wow. Yep. And um, I just, I knew instantly, I was like, I'm staying home. There's no way I'm going to share a space with other mama. <laughs> no. Like that is not fair to her. That's not fair to me. Yeah, um, yeah. And in the moment I, I thought, okay, well, this is actually great because my husband does not feel good. And if he is throwing up and running to the restroom, it's way better to do that in our own home than any of the other options. Yeah, for sure. So um, I decided to stay home. And so she came to me, um, the midwife came to me, um, and she called another midwife to meet the mom who was um, delivering at the birth center. Uh, her assistant actually got to my house first, and um, her assistant lives just down the street from me, and it, she ended up bringing her two-year-old son um, to my house, and I remember I was just trying to relax through these contractions, which were, you know, racking my body and trying to get Thomas the train on for her son. So he could like <laughs> sit on the couch. And I, I was scaring him. Like he, he saw me have a contraction and he started crying. Oh my gosh. <laughs> so then you're uh, having to control this kid. <laughs> yes. And she was so nice. And I was also crying because again, I was I had these fears about it being too early. And I was like, please don't tell me I called you guys too early. Like, what if I called you too early? What if it takes a whole day for her to be here? Like, I just want her here now. Do you think I called you guys too early? And she took one look at me and was like, no, you did not call us too early. <laughs> um, 
So they arrived to, to my home around uh, like 4.30 or 5. So the rest of the team arrived to my house around uh, like 4.35 ish and um, went upstairs. I immediately wanted to get in the shower and the shower to me is such a godsend during mm -hmm. labor. Just being able to like move and sway my hips and have the hot water hitting my back. Oh, it is. It feels so good. <laughs> I know. I've, I've never had an epidural, so I can't vouch for like how it feels compared to an epidural. But to me, an epi I mean, epidurals are probably great, but that has to be like as good because the level of pain relief is unbelievable. Mm -hmm. It helped so much. Um, and after being in the shower for around 30 minutes, they checked me um, and I was, they didn't tell me this, but I was at a seven, which was amazing. Mm -hmm. um, I really, at that point, I really thought, you know, I'm at home. I thought I really wanted a water birth. So I had that blow up the pool for me. Mm -hmm. um, and that definitely took a while. And while they were blowing up the pool, I was laboring on the bed on all fours, um, you know, laboring in the shower, swaying. And I, I had this mental, like insecurity in the back of my head, like, oh, Katie, you definitely called them, called them too early. Um, they hadn't told me that I was at a seven. Uh, mm -hmm. They told me that afterwards. So I had no idea how far along I was. You didn't want them to tell you? I did ask them. Okay. And um, I really thought that I was you know, that it was going to be a really long time. And I, you know, had this thought that it was, I'd called them way too early. And so my labor slowed down. Okay, um, yeah. And by the time the tub was ready, I got into the tub and I was listening to um, Christian hypnobirth tracks and my contractions spaced out back to about like eight minutes apart. The water was amazing. And I was able to definitely rest. Mm -hmm. Um, while I was in the water and I was in there for probably like two hours, but it, in the back of my head, the whole time I kept having this feeling like, you know, almost like scolding myself. Like I'd called them too early, mm -hmm. uh, but you know, I hadn't called them too early. It was me being mentally down on myself. That was slowing things down. Yeah, definitely. Um, so I got out of the tub because they could tell that things had slowed down and they checked me again, didn't tell me how dilated I was. I was like eight and a half, nine, but my daughter was still really, really high. Um, she was probably at like, you know, minus two still. And so they had me walk down the steps, which was brutal and lay on my dining room table to do that Walters position again, where I am oh my on my back on my dining room table and my legs and my butt are dangling off the front. My midwife actually took a picture of it. With your like big belly. I can't even imagine yes. how uncomfortable that is. Oh my is. gosh. And to lay there during the contractions. Oh my gosh. Whew. And they Ooh, wanted me to lay painful. there. Oh, they wanted me to lay there for four contractions. Um, oh my gosh. And I did <laughs> the whole time. I remember thinking like, baby girl, I am just so ready to meet you. Um, and, you know, for all of your 
listeners who are pregnant or, um, you know, you know, maybe somebody's listening who's in labor, who knows? Um, <laughs> something that really, really helps me during labor is to talk to my baby out loud. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, during my son's labor and, and during my labor with my daughter, I, the whole time I'm always saying like, good job, baby, calling them by them na- by their name, saying like, good job, Colby, good job, Aubrey, you're doing so well, I can't wait to meet you. And saying those things during contractions helps me relax. And it also just helps me remember like, you know, this is pain for a purpose. Um, And I'm not suffering. I'm in pain, but I'm not suffering. And I am doing this to bring my baby into the world. Um, And so I was just talking to her. And after those four contractions, um, you know, I got up off the table and walked back up the steps and laid on the laid on the bed in our bedroom and immediately felt my daughter just like shoot it to my birth canal like oh my gosh never felt anything like that it just felt like a torpedo like boom and I remember like looking at everybody and being like can y'all see her head holy shit y'all have to be able to see her head because yeah it has to be in there there. They of course couldn't, but it would, it just felt so different. Mm-hmm. Um, and I felt ready to push. And so, um, after, uh, you know, about 20 ish minutes of pushing, um, and for me, that is, that is not necessarily, uh, the most enjoyable part, especially, you know, with both my son and my daughter, I ended up pushing on my back and I, you know, could have sworn that I would never push on my back. And I could tell you, you know, the reasons why that's not ideal, but it works for me. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I, you know, was pushing on my back and, um, you know, her head, I could feel, I could feel when she was crowning, I could feel that ring of fire. Whew. Um, <laughs> it was definitely intense. It, it mm-hmm. Um, but I will say that, you know, once the head is out, that is like the hardest part to be. Yeah. Once definitely. the head is out, like the rest of their body feels like a little like jellyfish, like yeah. living out of you. It's so true. Yeah. Um, so I pushed her head out and I just relaxed and I could feel like that fetal ejection reflex take over and my body like push the rest of her out up to her elbows. Um, and my midwife looked at me and said, Katie, I need you to give a big push because she's trying to breathe. She is trying to breathe. So you need to give a big push. Um, and I did. And the rest of her body came out and I pulled her up to my chest and she, she still is, but I just, the first time I saw her, I just thought, Oh my God, this has to be the most beautiful baby girl in the world. (laughs) She had a full head of hair. Her eyes were wide open right away. And she was just, oh, I mean, it was the dreamiest moment ever. Mm -hmm. Um, And my husband had been in and out of the room because he wasn't feeling well and he was throwing up and having to use the bathroom. And because of that, my mom was actually there. Mm-hmm. Um, and my mom from the get-go had been skeptical of home birth and had known that that, you know, 
was something that this midwife did. And I think thought that it was like, you know, not an ideal level of care. Her being there for the birth, she is like the number one home birth evangelist now. Oh, really? That's (laughs) awesome. (laughs) Yes. And um, she got to cut my daughter's cord and, um, you know, got to see my placenta and was asking all sorts of questions about the placenta and just got to see what midwifery can be. And the level of care that's provided by, um, in my case, it was a nurse practitioner midwife who, you know, knows her stuff and is, you know, ready to handle any sort of situation. And uh, my mom was blown away. So that was a really cool blessing with this birth as well. Yeah. What a special moment to have her there for, uh, you know, especially because your husband couldn't really be the help that you had wished for to have your mom there is the next best thing, right? Oh, absolutely. And she was amazing. Oh, that's awesome. Wow. That sounds like an amazing birth, even though there are some really, you know, tough things like that's, it still sounds like it was amazing, an amazing experience and not at all what you expected it to be because you were supposed to be delivering at home. It took me by surprise that with both of my births, I think my number one takeaway has been like surrender to birth, surrender, surrender to the experience. Your baby is going to get here the way that they're supposed to. Yeah. You just got to roll with the punches, I guess. Yes. Yes. (laughs) And when they're ready, they're ready and you can't, you can't stop it. Yeah. You just, like you said, you have to surrender to it. I think she had a plan the whole time because she was born on 11, 11, 2022 at 12, 12 AM. Oh my gosh. Are you kidding? That's crazy. Yeah. Like, (laughs) and I don't, I'm not the biggest, like numerology gal I don't know Mm -hmm. about that but I've had so many friends say that is so special that is the coolest birthday and that um you know that means she's here to do great things so yeah (laughs) (laughs) that's awesome wow so that's so sad that your husband was sick though I mean was he even able to like hold her right away he did not hold her right away he did not hold her until the next day just because he was concerned that he Mm -hmm. would get her sick Oh, yeah, of course. And was your son sick, too? Did you say your son was sick? <sighs> yes. Oh, my <laughs> so, gosh. Um, he's thankfully slept through the whole birth and was upstairs. Um, but the whole first week after my daughter was born, my son was so sick. And it turns out he had strep throat and a double ear infection. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> and all he wanted was mommy. Yeah, and of so course. So I was just, like, holding my son he would get me like all snotty and cough all over me. And then I would change my shirt and then I would go breastfeed my daughter and trying to be there for both of them. You know, my daughter who needs me so physically because I am breastfeeding her, I'm straight up feeding her. Um, And then my son who, you know, with my husband's travel schedule, him and I are like buddies, we are tight and, he needed me and to have, uh, to have me not be as available as I would be, you know, if I didn't have a newborn, Mm -hmm. uh, was, was really hard on him and on me. Yeah. Uh, So we had a tough adjustment period. Um, the two of us just with getting used to, you know, him not being the center of my world anymore. Mm -hmm. Um, but 
your heart really does grow. Um, Mm -hmm. And I think after, you know, he was well again, after about a week, uh, he fell in love with his sister too. And now, you know, the first person he wants to see when he wakes up is her. Um, And he, he just loves her. I mean, he tells me all the time, mommy, that's not your sister. That's my sister. (laughs) That's so sweet. Oh, yeah. That's like exactly what you wish for when you're having your, your baby. You don't want, totally. you know, oh my gosh, that's so sweet. So how has your recovery been um, with this baby? It's been great. Um, you know, with both of my births, I had some stitches. Um, I don't really tear like down low in like the perineum area. Mm-hmm. Um, with both of my births, I, I tear up higher. Um, and stitches with both. Um, the second time around, I felt like the healing curve was, was pretty quick. Um, and I felt good right away. Um, I would say that my stitches healed probably within like three to four weeks. And just by the nature of having a toddler, I was up walking around, um, you know, uh, playing with my son after about, um, after about a week. And Mm -hmm. I just, I felt good. Uh, my son's postpartum was much harder for me. With him, I, I had a lot of like intrusive thoughts, just like what would happen if somebody broke into our house and stole him? Or like, you know, I'm pushing the stroller and I'm pushing the stroller past the lake. You know, if I accidentally let go of the stroller and the stroller went into the lake, how fast would I be able to get him out of the water? Mm-hmm. like crazy, not rational thoughts. Mm-hmm. Um, and just like highly anxious thoughts. Um, this time around with my daughter, I did not have any of those at all, which was such a blessing. Yeah. Um, and I think that's because my daughter, um, you know, <laughs> they say, God knows what you can handle. Um, my daughter had a tongue and a lip tie and nursing became, really, really hard around the six week mark. Uh, we didn't know that she had it until then when she actually stopped gaining weight. Um, Mm -hmm. and so once we got that resolved, uh, things got a lot better, but, um, my husband was actually out of the country again for that. So I had my toddler, um, and I, you know, I took my daughter to the release and had to do all of the the post-op stretches all on my all on my own while my husband was out of the country Um, and I could not have done that if I was having those anxious and intrusive thoughts this time around that I had my first time around yeah I could not have done that no way oh my gosh not on your own (laughs) yeah (laughs) not to have when you don't have someone there to you know just talk to that's totally Totally. And and he was the biggest encouragement over the phone, you know, just telling me like, she needs this. And once she has this and she heals, nursing is going to improve. And he, he was right. Uh, She did need it. Nursing is amazing. Um, She's doing so much better. She's back on her growth curve. And we're so grateful. Thank goodness. That's amazing. Yeah. Wow. So are you, I mean, comparing the two births, I know they're so different, but are you happy that, you know, you got to experience that home birth and would you do it again if you were going to have another one? Yes. Yeah. Um, Home birth is amazing. Mm -hmm. It is so special. Uh, 
particularly like if you if you already have another child just there's nothing like your child coming down to meet their sibling and having that be in your own home in your Mm -hmm. own bed when it's already you know a time of so many changes for your family that was you know that alone is worth it and then just you know during labor um that level of comfort is so incredible when you're in your own home um you know I knew where I wanted to labor I knew uh you know I've I'd lunged on my steps um I'd you know I'd been sleeping in my bed so just that ability to relax um in your own space is just unmatched yeah it's so true it's it's such an amazing experience I mean if anybody's on the fence you know obviously birth centers are or obviously like you you've experienced it they sound like they can be such a great experience but i don't know something about being in your own home it's just it is just truly amazing not having to get out of bed after you know and then showering in your own shower and it's just it's just so it is so great (laughs) and those like baby snuggles in your Uh own bed and in your own sheets oh yeah so good Mm -hmm. and then my midwife also told me that um, it is so good for the baby to be bored into like your home's microbiome. So Mm -hmm. for them to like be born into that environment where they're going to live is so good for them and so good for their immune systems. And Mm -hmm. um, obviously (laughs) I'm sick right now, but (laughs) my baby did not, Aubrey did not get sick from Colby. Um, and oh, I that's wonder so how nice. So yeah, yeah. Oh my gosh, well you lucked out there. <laughs> I did. I really did. So, do you have any advice for moms who might be considering a med-free birth? Uh, just to know that you can do it, and that uh, you know, every I think when you open yourself up to the idea of um, of a med-free birth, uh, pain is the least important part of it. Um, when you are focused on like, oh, like how painful will this birth be? Like how hard will it be? If you're able to reframe it and think about, you know, what will my baby's experience be? Um, What will my experience be? You know, how will I feel during the birth? Um, That is to me, like the biggest benefit of the med-free birth experience. Um, mm-hmm. If you're able to kind of get past that idea of like, yeah, you know, like birth might be painful and it might be hard, um, but I am gaining a beautiful experience for my child and giving them the gift of this beautiful experience from their first few moments of life into the world. And I am giving myself the gift of an experience where I know that I'm going to, you know, be transformed and learn so much about myself um through through birth it's just to me like you know of course of course it's hard but you just it's incomparable what you gain on the other side of a med free birth is so worth um you know the pain and discomfort that you experience during birth mm-hmm. that's so true i love that so how can our listeners get in touch with you? 
Um, I am on Instagram at, at my Instagram, like at handle is Katie Toma Penny. Um, it's I'll spell it out and maybe you can put it in like the notes for the show or something. Yeah, I definitely um, will. Awesome. Yeah. And I'm, I'm on Instagram. I am an open book when it comes to all things birth and labor and delivery and um, being a toddler parent and <laughs> having two kids. So it, seriously, if anybody has any questions, don't hesitate to reach out. Awesome. For sure. We will link your Instagram in the notes. And thank you so much for coming on and sharing your stories. Thanks so much for having me. I love this podcast. So it's so special to be a part of it on the other side. Oh, thanks so much. Thank you so much for listening. We really hope that you are enjoying the podcast. And if you are, please leave us a rating and review. We would really appreciate it. And don't forget to follow along on Instagram at Birth Naturally. And if you go on there, you can actually see some new merch we have. So we hope that you guys like those designs. And yeah, until next time.